Good morning, campers, and welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady counselor, Sonia Stanger, and I'm joined by two of my campiest pals, Sean Dunham and Jeremy Leguie. How's it going, boys? Hey. Um, Miss Miss Lady Host, uh, do we just dig a hole, or is there a spot that I'm supposed to go to? Oh, God. Yeah, keep digging. <laughs> oh, I didn't add holes to my list, but actually now I will. Um, oh, okay. holes. Yeah. <laughs> this week, in honor of these dog days of summer, we decided to chat about summer camp movies. Because let's be honest, everyone, we're just going to take any theme we can get. Anyone that pops into the old noggin, that's what we're doing. Um, <laughs> Don't let them in so, on our process. So co-hosts. Uh, I'm curious to know, what is your relationship to summer camp? Did you ever go? Sean? Oh, I went. Um, Did I? No, I didn't go when I was a child. But when I was about, you know, 15, I actually was headhunted, approached by by, uh, a camp because they, you know, the United Church that my family went to three times a year was like, do you know any teens? They can be weird. We need someone to be a camp counselor. <laughs> and so then I got shoulder tapped. And I was like, how interesting. I've never wanted to do it before. It's like that scene from Little Giants. I was like, never had an interest. Never had a care. Don't want to do it. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> and so. But um, camp was honestly kind of, uh, I would say, formative. Because. Cool. It was one of those things where you, you know, when you grow up in your school in your town and you have this personality that is you and you don't stray from uh, from that. But then you go to camp and you're allowed to be in more of the person you actually are. And uh, and I made made new friends by being, you know, the secret person that I was and Never the twain should meet. Like if a camp friend met a high school friend, they would be shook because I don't know what code I would switch to. Cool. Yeah. That's like that's like a a Danny Zuko situation. You put Very. Yeah. Sandy. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> that was your camp place. I thought you moved back to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, Absolutely but, crushing that impression. But our camp was super um like we were destitute like we had (laughs) you know our our arrows had no ends our like our kayaks sunk we basically had nothing but what we did have was a really amazing chef camp chef named judy and so she like i some of my little cousins were campers that's uh you know when i was a counselor and they are also like the cooking made it literally all worth it. Like we would, wow. you know, struggle through the the forest and <laughs> uh, get and just arrive like tattered, and then she, we would get like amazing homemade sourdough grilled cheeses and soup wow. and stuff. And she wow. she really like was the the lifeblood. It's it's okay to fall because Judy will catch you. Literally, Beautiful. yeah. Uh, Sean, may I ask you follow-up questions about your camp experience? Yes, of course. I've, I'm an open did, book. Did you sleep there? Yes. Okay. Sleep, and, and it, was, like... it was sleepaway camp. It was, wow. uh, I have six weeks of the summer. I would do wow. like four or less. Yeah. Um, and 
it was we would get an honorarium of at that stage 2000 and what two two hundred dollars a week (laughs) just just exploiting that child labor yeah but um but as i said the the influence was more than money could buy and actually this is so weird we're doing this episode today because a girl that I was a camp counselor with when we were 15 just messaged me today <gasps> and told me about some explosive things that are happening in her life. And I was like, oh, my God. These- I, can't wait to hear, I cannot wait to hear off air. No, I, I don't want to blow her spot up too much. But basically, she left her husband and is now dating women and was Good like asking my, asking my advice. And I was like, love to hear this. That is incredible. Wow. Also, basically every camp counselor at that uh, church camp <laughs> uh, is is on the the queer spectrum in many ways. So, <laughs> honestly, camp is camp. Let's be honest. Camp is camp. Ask camp Susan Sontag, camp. Mama. Yeah. Ooh, there we go. Uh, I have been camping a lot, mm-hmm. but I have never gone to a camp. Oh. Personally. Now, a thing has happened in my life that you guys are aware of, and that's that I have a child. Uh, and she has gone to many camps. But not, uh, not but sleepaway camp? No sleepaway. We have yeah. not slept away. Yeah. I don't know if that is actually an option in 2023, both from like a logistical standpoint and a litigation one. I don't Jeremy, know. I'm here there to tell you th- it is, in fact, a, an option. Um, yeah, kids, they are mostly sleep. run by churches. Okay, but like, well, may, well that's fair. Uh, okay, well, outside of the church bl- blanket or steeple, if you will. Mm. Um, Here are the people. Yes, uh, go on. Beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, Open you. it up and uh, what's inside? <laughs> uh, there are very limited options in terms of sleep away mm-hmm. things. Um, but the child has gone to quite a few camps. Most of them last a week or two. They are like for the day, you know, like it's to fit our modern world in lieu of school. And I drop her off at the camp. Um, (laughs) They seem pretty cool. They seem very themed. Mm. Yeah. Like there's always like, like we've done fairy tale camp. We've done sports camp. We've done literacy camp. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Literacy camp. Does the the kids know it's called that? Literacy camp? Why can't it just be book yeah. camp? Because it's not books. Oh. It's literacy. But also an yeah. entire camp of book. I Like, like how do we have enough activities? <laughs> I mean, honestly. I, I do feel like there is a place for, like, honestly, like, adult camps, even. Yeah. Like, oh. I could see I could see people flocking to that, like, like, I would probably go to latte camp. Especially if it meant I didn't have to make any latte. I was gonna like say, are you learning just, how or just? You don't even it? drink I, coffee, do you? Oh yeah, every. What are you talking about? Oh, you just strike me as someone that doesn't drink coffee. Sean, Sean, you've made me coffee. I know, but I don't know if you liked it. <laughs> what are you talking? About? <laughs> I thought you were just like, I'll do it because I'm here. Let me help a brother out. I, yeah. I would have just ordered a hot chocolate. Sean. <laughs> yeah, hot I wouldn't have. Yeah. Oh man. You know. Uh, anyway, uh, I think the camp model is cool. As a parent, the sleepaway idea does freak me out. Uh, I can see it working quite well in terms of indoctrination. Um, but, <laughs> but um, 
Uh, I mean, it like it sounds fun. Like it does sound like it does sound fun. Uh, it's but fun. I would be afraid of camp shenanigans. It's fun, and of course there are shenanigans, but they're not really that shenanigany. Um, as far as my camp, I'm sure. My... I'm sure it could get bad, yeah. but my camp. Okay, experience. there were some shenanigans. That I feel like the shenaniganiest ones I did not partake in, but I was party to. I had some cool friends who did some bad things. Um, One of them was Sean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's no. separate. We've I went heard about to, his past. I went to French <laughs> camp, you guys, because I'm cool. Oh. Uh, Ooh, and that's just, it, it was something offered to French immersion kids, I guess. There's like a... I don't know if it still exists, but like a Francophone Saskatchewan organization that like runs it. Um, mm-hmm. I went from the time I was like, I don't know, maybe like 12 to like 15-ish around there. Holy cow. Okay. For like a couple weeks in the summer. It was very fun. Yeah, not I, not all in one time. It wasn't yeah. from 12 to 15. <laughs> yeah, the full three years. It, it, it wasn't three years. <laughs> it was like I, there for three years. Yeah. I would need yeah. to be much more fluent in French if that were the case. Um I I just forgot exactly what I was going to say. Oh, I did not have the same experience as Sean in that a lot of my school friends were there. So Boo. it was like a different context, but not, not in the same escape, like new identity way, which honestly, little me maybe would have benefited from, but maybe would have just <laughs> invented someone else and that would have been harmful in its own way. Um... I did also go to some day camps in my youth. I went to like a filmmaking mm-hmm. camp and like a, I don't know, playwriting camp, um, a theater camp. Naturally, one summer uh, I did did play Josie oh Pye in our production of Anne of Green Gables. Are we going to see camp when it comes to theater? Is it in theater? Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? The 2003 that, movie? No, the musical. There's like a musical theater camp movie. Mm-hmm. That looks pretty good. That's like coming out. It yeah. might be a remake because, spoilers, but I watched a movie called Camp this week from 2003 about me. Right, Anna, Anna Kendrick, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is a remake. Maybe it's just it's the got... same name because it's quite obvious. Um. Anyway, I didn't mean to hop on your hop on your spot. No, that's fine. That I think that was all I needed to say. Um, I did, you know, I did all the classic camp things. I did archery and like rode in canoes and uh (laughs) we were too loud at night every night in our little cabin and so Mm -hmm. one night the head counselor came and she made us like do squats up against the wall while holding a pillow on our arms (laughs) as like penance for being so loud and rowdy oh wow was she was she like isn't sleep better than this yeah honestly yeah and i was like yeah it is Uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, my my approach was I would just be like I would because I was like cool counselor and so I mm-hmm. was like hey guys like I honestly don't care if you guys chat like or all night but like I'm gonna kind of get in trouble if I don't and then they're like okay sorry and then they would go to sleep and I'd be like gotcha and then you, and then you slipped him some weed to chill out no I would go to the camp <laughs> the the camp ca- the counselor cabin and I would just also smoke weed until two in the morning (laughs) (laughs) and then get up at six and do my duties because I was 16 and had no troubles. And now if I did that, my body would turn inside out. Oh God, it sounds fun though. It was like, it it was fun. 
We also had this weird thing. Um, we had a ritual but when everyone was going to sleep and we would say like, hug, high five, or wait, hug, handshake, or high five. And everyone gave one of those things to, to you got every to other person. To to every uh, to every like uh, camp camper that was there, we would just do a train like through the cabins. Wow, because there was probably only like fifty kids. <laughs> what was what did you get? It was what it did, did take most, a while. What did you mostly get from the Trinity? Well, it depended on the child, of course. Um, I got. There, the handshake kids were few and far between. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I kind gotta, of a, it's got to be high. You got to be giving high fives left, right, and center. It's kind of a like random. It's, just... it's kind of a random thing for a child to ask for a handshake. But... <laughs> okay, very and now bu- I very have, businessy. I have a question that I did not send to you guys in advance. I want this off the dome. Um, mm. If you could go to any kind of summer camp right now, your dream camp, what would it be? Uh, can I can, hold on? Is this like? If I were a child again, or like in the here and now, either one, you choose. Okay. 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 Well, I never knew of the musical theater style overnight camp, and if I was a child, or if I was an adult, which I am, <laughs> yeah, let's I would go. I would do both. The idea of throwing together, cobbling together a musical in a, in a week is kind of awesome. Yeah, it's probably it would probably be a terrible performance. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine going to see children's perf- like uh, hair or whatever they whatever they put on. <laughs> I'm just imagining children singing Age of Aquarius right now, and it's very funny. <laughs> uh, that's what that's what it would be. That's what it'd be. Uh, my joke answer would be like like uh, time camp. Where you just get the time and no one, everyone leaves you alone and you're just in a cabin alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think my real answer would be like probably some sort of like art camp. Mm. Like it was like painting or drawing or like that sort of thing. Because um, like I would have fun doing like physical activity stuff. But uh, I would just rather like learn how to paint a thing or sculpt you know like like something i really didn't know how to do but it was just like oh you're just in here for five hours today and that's it and your intention is to create yeah yes yeah but uh what about you Sanj? um probably marine biology camp because you know i was like as a prairie kid (laughs) that was never really in the realm of possibility i cannot talk tonight um so yeah i want to go hang out with the fishies um, I don't know. Do they have, like, is this a made-up sort of camp, or do you <laughs> I know feel like one? it must be real. Like, I bet like rich California Probably. kids get to go to marine biology camp. Yeah, that's a that's a coastal that's a coastal camp yeah. sort of situation. I am just yeah. realizing that I, I have been adjacent to multiple iterations of science camp. Mm, I was gonna yeah. say, and I, I think why? I think I blocked it from my mind, and now it's all coming back to me, and I'm just like, oh my god, I've been to so much camp. Like, I envision uh, you at a robotics camp as a child. I, you know, no. yeah. it's just no, like, no, no, no. In the our mix. design, it's flawed. Oh no! You guys would be v- very disappointed by what little Jer was up to. No, no, I bet he was so cute. Uh, <laughs> what are some of the key tropes of summer camp films? What what do these films be doing? Well, you go to camp and you find your long lost twin. 
obviously. You find someone who looks exactly like you. I'm actually bored of it. I've seen it so many times. It's kind of crazy. I'm like, is this the only way that they can, that people can think of getting children in the same space? They're like, has to be camp. I don't know any other way. Um, I think also the trope of like warring cabins, like this is your cab, this is your cabin and this is your like troop and friends for the entire summer. And also the fact that summer camp lasts the entire summer. That, I don't think there's many that do that. Like, I think you're in for- Can you imagine how expensive it would be now? Oh my God. It'd be wild. Oh, it'd be crazy. Thousands. The amount we're paying- the amount we're paying for camps right now. And if you were at camp, one of those camp sort of, inflation is real. If oh, you were God. at a fancy camp, like with a horse or an ATV or something. Oh my God. Whew, that'd be cr- crazy, crazy. Um, I will admit that I do have some tropes that I would like to talk about today. Mm-hmm. But, but my initial reaction to this episode is not what we have been discussing. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> And uh, I do have some, like, of what you had in mind on this list. But I also have, like, murder, premarital sex. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. No, you're right. That is part of it. That's for sure We haven't talked about it. Yeah, but there is the horror side of this thing, which also, film-wise, is very there. We haven't haven't touched on that camp is a major place for murders to take place. Which luckily was not yeah. our experience. <laughs> but I think there's something about that juxtaposition of like carefree, innocent joy and then murder. And then hunting ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of 18 year olds. Well, I was going to say like, I think one of the tropes is like burgeoning young sexuality. <laughs> like, oh, unfortunately, yeah. in a lot of cases, this plays out as objectifying young women um, yep. because that's our society. But I think it, it goes further than that. Like there's a lot of like people going to camp and finding young love and maybe doing some mm-hmm. hand stuff. The <laughs> hand jive, I, baby. <laughs> I think at least in terms of like horror, horror depictions, it is a thing of like, it's this idea of, you know, like the kids are let loose, but the thing governing the kids is just an older kid. Yeah. You know, like like yeah. Oh, there like like there is no police. There is no infrastructure. You're out of the system and like all these sorts of like weird crazy things. And I don't know at what age I realized the camp counselors were not adults. <laughs> uh but it was just like, oh, this is not a good idea it's very <laughs> this is not john mulaney has that joke about babysitting just being like a horse is in charge of the dogs it's like <laughs> it's it's very that it's like okay you have another you have two years like on these other kids and you know you're you're gonna maybe get along but you you can't handle if something goes off the rails well and in some mm-hmm. ways like don't you think a 16-year-old is maybe in some ways less prone to responsibility than, like, an 11-year-old? Like, maybe I'm just projecting yeah. how I was when I was 11, which is, like, uptight, <laughs> uptight and bossy. But, <laughs> but like, a bossy I feel like betting. I was really into the rules at 11 and really not at 16. Well, it's the whole thing of, like, when you're 10, 11, 12, you're learning the boundaries. Yeah. And then when you're 15, 16, 17, you're pushing against the boundaries mm. right like that's the and then to be responsible like at that point 
Like I did own a dog in those years and I got pretty lax the older I got. Would well, you could you imagine? Dog. I think it, I think it depends. Like when you're with your parents, you're likely to shirk responsibilities because you're like, whatever. You you treat your parents bit badly. But I feel like when you are in that situation and you're like, oh, I'm given responsibility, I'm in charge, I think you do kind of rise to be like like you're not trying to uh, mess things up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just my experience. Sean, did it, did it make you feel like a big man though? Did you did you like the feeling of power? Well, I didn't. You don't you make me sound like I was wielding my power in a crazy <laughs> way. But I did kind of, you know, I the it was a sense of freedom, kind of. You're like, I'm driving to camp by myself. I'm getting paid however minimally (laughs) i'm sort of hand i'm handling things and it is kind of even though it's the illusion of handling things but i think it was kind of important for me yeah sounds like it that's cool are there any are there i would stop at dairy queen and get a moo latte by myself (laughs) oh my god not a moo latte (laughs) (laughs) are there any other tropes uh that we need to mention Jeremy, you'll learn about moulates at latte camp. But. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> Sorry, One that I was thinking um, about other tropes? is like yeah. some some like trial that a young person has to go through. So like whether it's like something sanctioned by the camp where it's like you have to go out into the woods and like do this thing or or like you said, Sean, some like competition between um, cabins like some some weird little ritual that it, some kid is going to mm-hmm. do to like prove something to themselves. I feel like that's in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like there is the, like often like this idea of like alphas, both mm. as like a, a, like there's always a female and a male like oh like oh he's the coolest kid at camp and like he's gonna get together with the hottest girl and like usually. They well in the movies I watched, they wound up getting killed first. But yeah, that's, um, their, that's what the, that's what will <laughs> get you, sir. Um, but there is always like this idea of like either of like very cool kid or bad kid that has come to camp and is like an outlier for forty minutes, or you know, like yeah. Um, but it is kind of like this like equalization sort of like story where they all find out they're actually just 15 and deal with a lot of the same, a lot of the same problems. True. True facts. Um, true. true facts. So what are some of the best summer camp movies? I'd like to know. The listeners would like to know. Well, I got us think of Friday the 13th. Got it. With a, with Kevin Bacon as the role of alpha, <laughs> alpha man. Who unfortunately meets an untimely end with a meeting a arrow through the throat <laughs> pushed pushed up through the bed in a creepy way. But um I really like these type of movies are not really my jam. Like mm-hmm. horror movie in general, but then also just the thing where someone the camera is like POV and it's kind of skulking around for ten minutes, like looking at someone before the kill. It's. I don't really love this the the binge and purge of suspense on those, but, um, 
But Friday the 13th is amazing in that the villain or villainess is incredible. The reveal of that is wild. Mm-hmm. As we see Mrs. Voorhees, a middle-aged, verging on later middle-aged woman, is suddenly the killer. Famously Sean's favorite demographic. Literally, she's got fluffy little blonde hair and a little sweater set, and she is taking an axe to all these to all the girlies, and it's kind of amazing. That's Sean's favorite. She yeah. is throwing bodies through picture windows, like she. How is she Honestly, doing that this? is that is iconic behavior. Jared, what That's about you? True. Uh, I do think I have to like give a nod to wet hot american summer here Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i knew you would and it is a love letter to camping i am torn because i feel like the like series was a bit better than the movie in a way uh but i also have a complicated relationship with uh uh david wayne and michael showalter just in terms of like that is the edge of Jeremy's comedy allotment. Mm. You're like, that's like, all like I can a, take. Like a third of it is just too crazy for me. Like, like that's like that's the line. And like, I can't do Stella. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but mm. that's them just like taking it exponentially further. Um, but I do wholeheartedly appreciate the fact that they love these camp movies like that's what it's about is like their love for them and uh ultimately it kind of gets distilled they had like a sequel sequel which was terrible yeah if i recall i don't think i remember that too um but uh at its core them sort of being adults playing children and i mean paul rudd sort of really taking it home well i think just the cast in general is shocking because like in 2001 like a lot of these people weren't weren't really much in 2001. Like no. we've got Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler, Elizabeth Banks, Ken Marino, Jeanine Garofalo, Joe Latruvio, <laughs> Chris Maloney. Love Christopher Maloney. I love Chris Maloney as well. Oh yeah, he's so good. And um, and like Molly Shannon. Like it's a really like the craziest cast ever. Mm-hmm. That found well, that many sound found success after. Well, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Like they were like the alternative comedians at the time, and they yeah. just got famous. But yeah, it's a classic. It's true. And like Bradley Cooper wasn't really a comedian. He, yeah, he just true. seemed like a random guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, one that's like kind of essential for me is Wes Anderson's 2012 Moonrise Kingdom. If only mm-hmm. for the, like, Boy Scout aesthetic of it all. Like, the, like, Boy Scout camp uh, parts of the film just really, really tickle my fancy. I don't know. There's something so cute about Edward Norton as this, like, just just very, like, sweet, bumbling <laughs> camp counselor. Um, but, some... but, Sanj, they get, they, like, well, I do enjoy it as well, but they do get militant. And violent. Like, it goes, <laughs> I know. yeah. <laughs> but there's something about that juxtaposition. Of, Fair enough. Yes. Of their like sweet little wholesome Boy Scout moment, and then where the violence that it goes to that feels very unexpected, but still is cute in a way. Like I don't know. <laughs> that sounds bad, but do you know what I mean? 
I haven't seen this film since it came out. And actually, I saw it in a golf course. Like, Me too. A mini go- I saw it in that mini golf place on like Rochdale. Oh, that is, I also saw it there. It yes. That is like gone. Yeah. I did not know what you were talking about. Also where I saw it, though. <laughs> it's the only place it played. Um, but I feel like just for the vibes alone, that one's that one's important to Metro. You know the I mean? vibes are correct. Mm-hmm. For the bugle, yeah. the bugle, the little kerchiefs, little shorts with the little socks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say, you guys. I just think that's important to talk about. Um, I hear you. Well, gosh, you guys, look at the time. It's almost time for canoeing and to hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more spoiler alert here on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to get back to talking summer camp movies in just a minute. But first, um, do you know where we are in the schedule, guys? Do we have basket weaving next? or We have archery? Vespers at 8. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Is that, that's Latte Camp, right? Like that's what, that's what, that happens at Latte Camp? Yeah, we got oh, Rosetta's at 10. And we have, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> fans at 11. I don't know other it's latte a, arts. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, it's game time, people. Whoa. Oh man, questions. Nice. Uh, for those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend a half a second this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title. Uh, they tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. And we all have a great time. Are you guys ready to play the game? I am ready. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there is a there is a there is a thing here. Um, I think I have mentioned this a couple times. Mm. I think I've talked about this. Okay. Uh, and so if you can dig deep and remember some stuff, uh, you might win. There, I'm there famously so today. bad at remembering stuff. I feel like if I tell you, it gets worse, but I'm not sure. We'll see, anyway, we'll see. okay. This week's title is bushwhacked. The title again. Bushwhacked. 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 Um, I think this is a doc. Yeah, I think this is a documentary about um, me in 2008 going to get my first uh, Blackberry Mead at Bushwhacker. (laughs) Not realizing that it was, you know, a pint and probably. 18 percent ish tastes like can't well this maybe i shouldn't also blow up their spot but a waitress once told me that they're not quite exactly sure of the alcohol content um so she's like we probably think it's around this but anyway Mm -hmm. it goes um, up over time i drink a can a a pint of candy elixir and then (laughs) the next day i am wrecked wrecked ragged missing a shoe in my apartment, I've been bushwhacked, and <laughs> the documentary is just following me, maybe throughout my evening. Amazing! Wow, thank you, thank you, Sean. Yes, you. of course. Uh, I would love to actually make that. I think. <laughs> let's, let's do it. I'll just wear one of those like cams on my head. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds great. That sounds great. Um, Sanj. Okay, I think that Bushwhacked is a comedy set at a Christian camp 
where a bunch of uh, preteen girls escape and set off through the bush with machetes and go bushwhacking. And they have, a, you know, a series of misadventures, like things get kind of hairy there for a bit. They, like, think they're going to be eaten by a bear and then it turns out to just be, like, a really loud raccoon and things like that. Um, mm. And, yeah, it's about just them, you know, coming of age in the bush, uh, going <laughs> on this adventure and the, like, hunt for them that's happening in the background. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Uh, both, both of which sound pretty fun. Um, yeah, Sanj, who's, who's, like, yeah, who are the, the three stars of that movie? Um, okay, I think it came out in the 90s, so I think it's, um, yeah. oh no, the girl from My Girl. Oh, yep. yeah. Uh, yep. Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. And Topanga from Boy Meets World. Okay, uh. thank you, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, did you think, yeah, t- did Topanga ever make you uncomfortable by... How short she was and how much hair she had. For like, <laughs> in comparison, no. I remember being no, but so I'm alarmed. I'm glad you just said that. I was always alarmed by why she had that much hair and that much body. It was like <laughs> it, it seemed unrealistic. I'm looking, I'm looking at the image right now to get a to get an understanding. She did have really long what... hair because canonically her parents were hippies and she never cut her hair. Okay, so I it mean, was a like... character choice. But it it was Shall also we... like it was also like fat hair like it was yeah, yeah like it's vo- <laughs> yeah it, it was like L- wide yeah. like it's long but it's voluminous right yeah. like it is mm-hmm. yeah I like just it. was like how can a neck support this uh, I don't know physics physics movie magic uh, any of the above CGI uh, <laughs> happy to report that you're all wrong in all ways shapes and forms no um, yeah no uh, bushwhacked is. Uh, kind of a favorite of mine i watched it this week and i think i shouldn't have done that Uh-oh. oh no <laughs> like i don't know i don't know if it aged super well uh i'm not quite done so i do have to finish but it did give me like very much like meet the deedles vibes which i just thought it was way tighter you know like i just there's just like i thought there was more to it and it really was just like bit after bit <laughs> In never, not the best way. Never meet your uh, heroes, Jeremy. That's true. Anyway, Bushwhacked is a 1995 American adventure comedy starring Daniel Stern. Um, oh. He he is in the lead role here as a guy who, like, delivers packages and gets big tips. And, like, that's sort of the... Anyway, hmm. um, <laughs> early on, he plays uh, delivery man Mad Max. Uh, it's I don't know why they call him that, but it's just... That's his name. Anyway, Max is supposed to deliver a package and he kind of sees a crime happen. And then for the rest of the, for the rest of the movie, he's trying to redeem himself by figuring out what was happening and figuring out if a person did get killed and if he's getting framed for it. However, what is supposed to happen uh, adjacent to that situation is that there is a group of young children who are sort of like, they're Boy Scouts, but they're supposed to go to this intensive two week camp with this scout who's like the ultra scout and like it's supposed to be like a summer camp thing but it's also kind of like a punishment for the things that they've done and like a few of them are really eager to be good scouts and a few of them don't want to go because they know it's just going to be tough and rough and wouldn't you guys know it through happenstance daniel stern 
becomes uh, is is caught up, and they believe yeah. he is this this guy Classic. who is supposed to be the master scout. Anyway, he kind of winds up utilizing them to get for his own gain because they are like scouts that are good at stuff, and uh, it is just sort of like this like kind of crazy adventure thing, uh, and it's pretty fun. Um, it has a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. which I think is very apt. Uh, and maybe only watch it if you have a deep love for Daniel Stern. <laughs> like maybe that's well, maybe that's it. Do people have that for D Stern? I guess maybe. Yeah, I don't know. His hijinks, like he's good at the hijinks. Like he really, like Home Alone, he really proved that he can do that. And then they're like, let's give him a movie. And I just can't tell if it is a knockout hit or not. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like it. Anyway, it made $8 million, which I feel like is the most they could ever hope for for something like this. Good for them. <laughs> so, they, they, they nailed it. Uh, anyway. Get your bag, for those, for those, For those interested, uh, please watch Daniel Stern's Bushwhacked from 1995. Good title, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's definitely good. Uh, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank, thank you, Jared. Well, let's get back to talking about summer camp movies. Um, so I want to know, what did you guys watch this week? Well, the secret is I didn't really watch a much because I had a very <gasps> busy week. But I did want to talk about the film Sleepaway Camp. Oh. Um, have, have either of you seen it before? I also watched Sleepaway Camp this weekend. You did? <laughs> Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, so Sleepaway Camp. I've heard of it, but Sleepaway yeah, Camp so is you kind would of not like it. You would not like it. Like but, easy, easy. But it is a. It. But it. It is a cult classic. Like yes, it is one of those things that you just kind of really have to see to believe. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I remember watching this with my friend, and I could not have been less prepared for what this film served us. Uh, basically, um, it opens with a man and his lover, his male, also male lover, um, with a beach with John's children, two children, their boat capsizes, and then a boat hits them. A runaway motorist hits them, killing John and one of the children. And then, oh, surprise, we cut to... The surviving daughter, she's living with her aunt now, and her and her cousin are going off to sleepaway camp. And then someone at the camp, uh, every time they like harass this girl, they wind up dead in some of the most brutal like things, like boiling water on the face, oh. uh, like um, curling iron up up the genitals. There's like no. it's. It's very, yep. it's very shocking ways. Oh, no. And then, and then there's an ending that like, I don't even really want to spoil it because I think that you guys should, you have to see it. I think, I think the end of Sleepaway Camp is a thing. Like, like Sean, I think we both agree we shouldn't spoil it on air. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think in 2023, it is just problematic there's, yeah, like, there's definitely criticisms for how it ends. I can Yeah, and, and like it was them just like thinking they were clever in writing it. Um, but like they wrote themselves out of a thing and there was a big twist. And like I remember going to school and hearing about the twist at the end of Sleepaway Camp. Like that's kind of like Dang. the air 
It's like in it's mentioned in a few textbooks and and whatnot. Oh, I'll and, bet. Uh, I do think it is just a thing that like it is shocking for the story, but is done in a way that's so it's unsettling, insanely, and it's very <laughs> laughable. But also, like, it brings up emotions you don't know you had. Maybe? Confu- that would be a very conf- good way to... Confusion, betrayal, shock. I feel like... It's just... I feel like we're driving the listeners mad right now. But you guys tell me after the show? Because I'm yes, not going to watch this. Yes, definitely. Okay. Because okay. um, my curiosity is peaked. Oh, it's peaked. Yes. And listeners, if you don't want to watch it, you should just read the Wikipedia article or something. But... Yeah. Um... <laughs> But if you are actually wanting to watch it, I don't want to spoil it for you because yeah, you no, will good. you will be shocked. Anyway, yep. I feel like we just couldn't do a show about camp without bringing up one of the most <laughs> shocking camp movies I've ever seen. <laughs> sounds sounds like shocking. a fun romp. It's a romp. And I do think, when did Friday the 13th come out? 1980. 1980. Okay, so this is after that. Because this Sleepaway Camp is like the the like core of like it is the like the most horror camp movie that does exist mm. mm-hmm. like like it is the one to if you're gonna watch one it should be sleepaway camp not because it's the best but because it's the most <laughs> it's of the its most. kind it's the most mm. yeah i like that yeah that's what it do that's okay. what it do uh thank you sean jerry what else did you watch uh, something pretty similar. No, just not changing gears uh, in a big way or or anything. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before on the show. Um, but uh, I did. You, have you guys seen Camp Nowhere? I've mm. talked about it. You've talked about it before, but I have you not. have, but I haven't seen it. Okay, I'm diving deep into Camp Nowhere right now. Um, I did watch it this week. It absolutely holds up in the biggest. Like Christopher Lloyd just does it, uh, and it will never stop. <laughs> anyway, um, four kids are being forced to go to various camps over the summer that they don't want to go to for different reasons. One is like uh, a fat camp, one is a military camp, one is a computer camp, and one is a drama camp. And they just want to hang out together, and they're really upset that their parents are spending all this money on a thing that they don't want. And so uh, the sort of ringleader, whose name is Mud, played by Jonathan Jackson. Mud. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know I don't know what he's doing <laughs> these days, but um, uh, Mud uh, comes up with this plan where they hire their old drama teacher to pretend to be the camp counselor of these different camps, and then uh, they pay the parents pay the Christopher Lloyd is their old drama teacher, and the parents pay them, and then they just pocket the money and get to go hang out at a camp for um, the summer. And then they just like, that's it. That's the plan. So the four of them, the four friends just get to hang out and do whatever. Um, But word gets out Mm. at school that they're Mm. doing this. And then like a hundred children get in on it and uh, they establish camp nowhere. And at the start of the film, it's like this huge mess because all the kids are fighting and they don't know what to do. And then they get Christopher Lloyd to help because he like knows how to like entertain and engaged children and then so they actually start building their own camp of stuff that they like to do and they have a lot of fun and build all this infrastructure and then at the end of the movie uh there's a really great like sequence of stuff where um it's parents day and so all the parents come and they have to pretend 
to put on all these four camps and they all have to happen at the same time and they have to like hide each other and Christopher Lloyd kind of plays multiple characters like he switches between the different counselors and uh, it's kind of like a Hogan's Heroes situation where that like um, for the the fat camp <laughs> They get all the parents and all the parents have to like ride on these exercise bikes and then they like lock them in for a half hour and then put a play on in front of them <laughs> and then like they get out and like switch. Anyway, <laughs> it's fun. It's hijinks. Uh, it blows up on them in the end, but of then course. everyone's kind of impressed that they put this whole thing together and uh, it is just like a really fun uh, kind of like 90s version of like what would happen when kids go crazy? They crave structure, you know, like. <laughs> Like it's just it's this, like the opposite of the thing. Lord of the Flies. Lord of the, yeah, basically yeah. Um, and that's because Christopher Lloyd was there. That's why. Oh, Dang, bless. gosh darn it, yeah. Jeremy! If you haven't sold me on this film again, oh man, I feel like every time you fun. tell me to watch it, I like <laughs> okay. Uh, it's also uh, the first appearance of Jessica Alba uh, wow. in a movie. Yeah, and um, man, when I watched Cap Nowhere as a kid, like there's just so many things. It's like, oh, it'd be so amazing to like. Like, they play um, flashlight tag, but they have, like, this, like, huge, like, field and, like, all these flashlights, and it looks, like, really professional. And it's like, oh, man, we should play flashlight tag. And then everyone meets with, like, two flashlights that don't work, and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a it's a kid's dream. Uh, yeah. Okay, I feel like we didn't really talk about the concept. There's, like, a trope from camp movies that I've never really seen in real life of the fat camp. Mm. yes so you know what i'm talking about like there's always yeah. a fat camp but do they i don't think i've never heard of that happening in real life for children i'll, I'll google it i'll google it i fear they exist <laughs> but i, I fear remember they do I think so. perhaps they've fallen by the wayside but do you guys remember i'm just having this sort of you know memory coming back to me it's called heavyweights and it's yeah. about a fat camp but all the kids go and they just like have a great time they love they love fat camp because the people are nice and they have like um really fun things to do and they just like get to be around other fat kids and have fun but then those people sell it and then ben stiller is like a like a fitness guru and he buys it and he actually tries to make them work out and they are really pissed and they revolt and they like take back the camp oh good do they win at the end they do win at the end and I don't remember much more about it, but I, I remember watching it when I was a kid. I, w- I was either going to watch Heavyweights or Camp Nowhere this week, and I watched Camp Nowhere. Because <laughs> so. they had the blob, do you know that thing? It's like mm-hmm. a big inflatable thing on the water, and then yeah. you get launched out into the water. It looked great. <laughs> it did look so fun. <laughs> Jeremy, what did you find? Do they exist? Uh, I found some stuff. Oh no, your uh, Google history, you're going to get weird ads Yeah, now. your algo's all it's, messed it's, up. Oh man, you guys, it's, it is, it's like, it is a, it, my Google search is unhinged and quite crazy. Anyway, I'm looking at it, it seems to be more like a, a, a trope, like it's like mm. in popular culture more than not. Um, it was a thing, um, but it's, it's a... Uh, one study found that as adolescents deported decreased body shape dissatisfaction and increased self-esteem self-esteem problems after going to weight loss camp and it's because you go to a place where you like 
that part of your health becomes the focus yeah. and then you have to go back to your real life yeah. and you haven't fixed any of the problems that caused the thing that, right? So, um, And also probably your fatness wasn't really the problem in the first place. It's the world hating you because you're fat. That's the problem. Probably, yes. And anyway, also let um, me just quickly say while we're talking about this that yo-yo dieting is far worse for your health than being fat will ever be. Thank you for coming to my very brief anti-fat bias TED Talk. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah, no, there's still there's still a thing. Yeah, I'm unsurprised because oh, we live in a world where people will make money off of people suffering at any turn. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of suffering, <laughs> oh, no. the movie that I watched this week that sounded campy and fun, but was just honestly kind of a mess, <laughs> is the 2003 musical comedy drama Camp. Written and directed mm-hmm. by a man named Todd Graff, um, based on his own experiences at a similar uh, summer camp, musical camp, called Stage Door Manor, which is very funny. Mm. <laughs> um, so basically, this film centers, as Wikipedia says, on the experiences of several teenagers at Camp Ovation, which is... What this, That's funny. <laughs> I knew you'd like that, Sean. Um <laughs> And it basically just kind of ping-pongs between these several different characters in a deeply disjointed and on, honestly kind of irritating fashion <laughs> where you're, the sense of time and space is non-existent. Nowhere. You just Ooh. you know spend some time in a scene and then it's the next scene and you're like, what's the relationship between these scenes and like <laughs> what's happening in this film? And, and then sometimes kids sing a song and honestly the songs were kind of the best part um well the the clip of anna kendrick doing ladies yeah. to lunch is quite is a famous part of it yes and unquestionably was the best part of the film um Ooh. it's funny because the wikipedia says this film is notable as the film debut of future academy award winner uh, academy award nominee anna kendrick future three-time tony nominee robin de jesus who was in um in the heights Future The Voice mm-hmm. contestant Sasha Allen and future Broadway performers Dakina Moore, Steven, Stephen Cutts, Tracy Beezer, and Brittany Pollard. Now that's maybe oh half the cast and These the rest kids. of them you've never heard of. <laughs> Except for <laughs> Stephen Sondheim, who does what? make a cameo and I have no idea how or why. Literally, okay, they're at musical camp. They all love Sondheim. Part of the plot is that like the one and only straight guy ever... <laughs> has shown up at this camp. It's too much about him. I really hated him, actually. He was called Vlad. Um, Vlad. And then they're like, they have this like um, review show at the end of the summer. Of course. Uh, where they put on their their old teachers, a like review of his music because he like only wrote this one show, but then they discover the secret trove of songs that he's written and they like cheer him up. By putting on his song. Like, I can't tell you how much this doesn't matter or go anywhere. Like, this is not the central. There's no central problem in the film at all. It's just all these little problems that never go anywhere. But at the, like, final performance, all of a sudden, all these kids start screaming. And then it pans over and there's Stephen Sondheim getting out of the car. And it's actually him. And all the kids are excited. But then again, that doesn't go anywhere. Like, it's not like... Then he watches the performance and he's then so he impressed that he like, a, yeah, a or there's like a scholarship. Yeah. Like there is no, 
I can't tell you how much nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, parts of it were kind of good, but just a lot of teens singing. And yeah, one of the central (laughs) characters is this girl. And the whole thing is like her parents were going to send her to fat camp. But she convinced them to let her go to this camp instead. So they wired her jaw shut. And that's like played for laughs. And you're like, that's child abuse. It's a singing camp. (laughs) Yeah, she struggles. But then, spoiler alert, she has a very triumphant moment at the end where the teacher helps her unwire her jaw. And then she goes out on stage and sings this triumphant song about how her parents should accept her for who she is. But Okay. At that point, two hours in, I was like... Sorry, girl. Like, I was rooting for you at the beginning, but so many inconsequential things have happened that I've, you lost me. <laughs> That's what camp's all about, learning those lessons, right? Yeah. T- I love. guess there were some lessons learned. Um, but yeah, you know that we you know when you think something will be good, bad, and then it's just bad. Yeah, that's that's one of the that's a big disappointment. That's what happened here. I was ready to giggle. I was ready to go on a journey, but no. Um, Someday. Okay, any final thoughts about summer camp movies or things you didn't get a chance to mention? Hmm. Well, I sh- Adam's Family Values also has a very incredible camp sequences. Um, mm-hmm. When they have when um, Wednesday and Pugsley gets shipped off to summer camp. Um, one of in one of my. I feel like it's one of my top 10 favorite films and because Ooh. of, and those scenes are some of the best parts of it. Yep. And, no, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's about it. Uh, I also had that on my list for the same reasons shown just because mm. it is, it's not a big part of the film, but it's a big part of my heart. And uh, I think, I think that's appropriate. Uh, I do think I cannot go through a camp episode without talking about, uh, Double Fine's hit production, uh, Double Fine Productions' hit game Psychonauts, which is crazy and is not a movie in any way, shape, or form. But I was like, what a, are you saying to me? <laughs> but it's about young Rasputin who uh, wants to become a psychonaut, which is like this like mental FBI agent. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> in the game, he gets to, well, he sneaks away to go to a camp for gifted children who have like telepathic abilities and they do this thing where they throw these tiny doors on their heads and then they go into other people's minds and it's like kind of crazy. It's really not for kids. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's, it is really fun and awesome. And if you can make it through the story, it's got these like really like wild themes surrounding a meat circus which i'm not going to try and unpack here but um oh it's wild it's absolutely crazy anyway uh if you're interested in like going to the fringe of this whole thing set wholly at a children's summer camp uh do check out psychonauts and psychonauts too because it is chef's kiss and historically accurate so jerry yeah i got hung up on a detail early on and very little else went in um Is it actually Rasputin or just a young person named Rasputin? Oh, it's it's his, it's just a young person named Rasputin. Okay. Yeah. It's not that, it, it is not Yeah, no, that's I was really trying to figure <laughs> out how that fit into everything and Fair enough. Yeah. No. Out. That's Fair one enough. of those names you can't just call someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, like that's 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 
That's his name. That's his name. <laughs> that's him. That's what it is. Well, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyone have a quick what you watching in the last minute or so of the show? If not, I'll just. Um. I'm going to watch Red, White, and Royal Blue tomorrow. Because it's gotten it looks really, really good reviews. It's gotten really good reviews, and I think it's uh, cute, and I like the book. So uh, I'm doing it. It was, it was okay. Um, it was very charming. Um, I did appreciate like them. They did. They don't veil any of the sexual things, which I think is good. Like I think we're ready for that. Um, it needed an extra two million dollars. Mm. Like, like it just needed like. A bit more money. Hmm. Uh, but I, I think it was good. I liked it. Well, Uma Thurman as Madame President. Texas Madame mm-hmm. President. See, now right. that sometimes, makes me want to yeah. watch it. I wasn't going to watch it. Now Some, I want to watch it. Sometimes. 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 But hmm. that okay. is mysteriously all the time we have for this week. So all the thanks to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. To my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our beloved listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and we're available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. My Electric is coming up next. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.